0: I'm Rebecca. Hi, I'm Sarah. And I'm Allie, and you're listening to Desk Chair Detectives. Hello. Hello. Hi. So, keep everyone (laughs) updated, Sarah
1: does have COVID. (laughs) And I'm pretty sure I have last year's COVID, because... (laughs) Which is so embarrassing. You're so last season. It's so embarrassing. I have, (laughs) I'm just like a full week of being positive and feeling like poop.
0: You're still, you're still positive or did you? I tested
1: yesterday again and it was still positive, like a strong positive too.
0: None (laughs) of that, like
1: not a faint second line. Like the second the like liquid hit the strip, it was like dark red. <laughs> you got the God. delta. <laughs>
0: yeah. Yeah. I thought you were gonna say you got the devil inside you. Oh, I mean, we. Know I that. mean
1: that that is also a true statement. We've got a <laughs> <the> voice. Yeah.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, are you ready, Rebecca? I am so ready. I've had this idea since over the holiday break from work. Um, it's it's really different. We haven't talked about anything like this before. So I'm really excited to get going. I'm excited Ooh. too. I'm like probably hyping it up too much. It's not <laughs> going to be that great. <laughs> but okay. So I did get this idea over the holiday break because I watched Catch Me If You Can oh uh, have you guys seen that movie do you yes. know like the story I have, not. Yes. I have not but I know it's Leonardo DiCaprio yeah like, well I watched it over the holiday break because people like have a debate if it's a Christmas movie or not because like they're like Christmas happens in the movie like over a couple years um so I watched it but for those who don't know what I'm talking about Catch Me If You Can is about a 17-year-old boy named Frank Abagnale, who was a con artist. And he posed as like an airline pilot and a doctor and a lawyer, like all around the U.S. And then he did it abroad around the world. And he was creating like fraudulent checks and cashing them all over the world and like cheating the system out of millions of dollars And um, he was, like, known as one of the best, like, con men in history. And it it was based on a true story also. So, like, watching this movie, it reminded me of a true story that's kind of, like, in the same vein. And I thought it would be a good story to talk about. So this one that we're going to talk about today is about, like, fame and fortune and fashion But it's also about deception and fraud and these just like elaborate scams, all at the expense of hotels and banks and New York City's like elite upper class. So this is the story of Anna Sorokin, who is better known as Anna Delvey.
1: I feel like I should get like a a paper pen to write some notes. I know I need to take notes. There's (laughs) a lot of
0: characters. Yeah, right. It's. (laughs) It's like incredible. I don't know how people do this stuff. It's insane. So um, Anna Delvey is known to be a successful con artist. And like her story in a nutshell is she posed as a fake German heiress in New York City from 2013 to 2017. When in reality, she was like just from a working class family from Russia. Um, her dad was a truck driver and her mom was a convenience store owner and then a housewife. And um, they moved to Germany. This family moved to Germany, in 2007 when Anna was 16. So she poses this fake German heiress, but like she wasn't even from Germany. Her family just moved there, which is like one of the first of many, many lives. I'm going to try doing that. I know. I know. I could go somewhere new. Who wants a fake identity?
1: Yeah. Me.
0: (laughs) So Anna lived a quiet life until she graduated from high school in 2007. And after high school, she decided to move to London for college. But when she got to London, she dropped out of college like super quick because she really wanted to jumpstart her career and start to make a name for herself. So after she dropped out of college, she got an internship at a PR company in London, even though she like didn't have a degree or anything. Um, But soon after her internship, she applied for a different one in Paris and she got that one and it was working for a magazine called Purple, which is about like uh, French fashion, art and culture. So when she moved to Paris, she changed her name. Well, she didn't change her name. She just went by the name Anna Delvey instead of Anna Sorokin. So she's already changing something about herself. I like I like the second name better. So I support it. Sounds fancier. Yeah Yeah, I found like conflicting information that her mom's last name was Delvey so like it's not really that weird that she would go by her mom's maiden name but I couldn't like confirm that that was real. I only saw it in a couple things.
1: I mean celebrities do it all the time right?
0: Yeah like stage names. Yeah Yeah, that's a good point but um it gets a little deeper than that. (laughs) (laughs) So, uh, while she was interning for Purple Magazine, she, you know, eventually moved up in the ranks and was hired full-time, and then a couple years later in 2013, she had the opportunity to go to New York Fashion Week for work, and when she came to New York City, she was kind of like in awe of the life that she discovered here, um, while she was attending New York Fashion Week, she was surrounded by like the top people in the New York fashion industry and the world's fashion industry, along with like other artists and designers and then like socialites that just have the money to do anything. So, all of these people like have so much fame and success. But what Anna really loved about all of these people is that they all had a lot of money. She was finally like living this life that she had always dreamed about and it was nothing like the life that she grew up in in Russia. So Anna really wanted to stay in New York. So she did and she transferred to Purple's New York City office so she could be closer to this like social scene that she fell in love with. So when she relocated to New York, she had this into the fashion industry and the social scene and then she like started thinking of ways that she could integrate herself further into this social scene because she didn't come from money she was just like a common person so that's when her lies really started to take off Mm -hmm. so she had this idea to create the anna delvey foundation or the adf and the goal of her foundation was to establish it as this like elite members only club. And it would give its members like perks and VIP treatment to entertainment and art, what? restaurants, fashion, music. Like she was just like shooting for the stars here. How do you just like do that? Be like, yeah, I can do all of it. It's like Fire Festival, but just this <laughs> one girl. Seriously. The Cerebration. You get
1: Taco <laughs> Bell and. Uh...
0: Honestly. I would consider <laughs> had me a Taco Bell. It's just crazy though. Cause she thought, she thought she could like sell her name, but on this foundation, but there was like nothing to her at this point. So it's like, why would yeah. anybody want to do this? But she also wanted to lease like the church missions house in Manhattan, which is like a really historic building as like the location for this foundation. And she like envisioned this to be like a $40 million endeavor. Like it was just like, Go big or go home for her.
1: Yeah.
0: So when she thought of this foundation I that's idea, delusional. I know. <laughs> <laughs> like, yeah, just whip out forty million dollars from nothing, but go for it. <laughs> yeah, right. She was dreaming big.
1: Um.
0: <laughs> so when she thought about like this idea for this foundation, she left her job at Purple Magazine to focus on it. Um. And but I mean, since she had great connections from her job in the fashion industry, she pitched it to like wealthy investors whenever she had the chance, like she was really hustling, um, which is like kind of impressive because at this point in time, she was actually trying to make it happen. It wasn't part of a scam yet. So she was dreaming, I guess. Um, she even said herself that like her first attempts at getting this off the ground, like weren't fraudulent. Like she really wanted this to be a thing. Um, but I don't know it's kind of hard to believe that she ever really wanted this to be a thing just like based on what happened so like she couldn't get people to invest in this foundation I know like shocker nobody (laughs) wanted to invest in this so she created this lie in hopes that people would change their minds so this is where her lie of I'm a German heiress came so she pretended that she was this like big rich and famous person in Germany and she created fake bank account statements that said she had over 60 million pounds in her name in like Swiss bank accounts. How do you even do that? I don't even know how. I will get into that. It's it's not <laughs> oh you're gonna give us a lesson on how to do <laughs> <Yeah>. it.
1: Honestly <laughs> I've I've photoshopped some things.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Nothing illegal though nothing illegal (laughs) nothing illegal for for all our people out there nothing illegal (laughs) (laughs) so um she really leaned into this fake german heiress identity that she created and then she started to think less about this foundation and more about like making friends with these rich and like famous powerful people um she really wanted to be one of them so she pretended to be one of them um so she was like falling in love with this lifestyle, but like she was more interested in the feeling of like power and having like this elite status. Like she was yeah. just like hooked on it because she never grew up feeling this way or being surrounded by people like this. So now that she was like part of this social circle, because as people started like quote unquote realizing who she was. Like, they invited her to do things. Like, she was going to hotel, like, fancy hotels, clubs, restaurants, events. And, like, that would get really, really pricey. I mean, like, saying you're rich and actually being rich are two totally different things. Like, she could lie about her fake inheritance all she wanted, but she eventually had to put her money where her mouth was and pay yeah. for her stuff, right? Um, but she always did pay for stuff in cash. Um hmm. Even though Anna didn't have a job or any money, she started creating fake checks and depositing them all over New York and at different like banks and hotels in New York. So she also created more fake bank statements like she had done for the foundation, but this time it was part of like applications for loans. So she was getting more money. And it's also important to realize that Anna never had any credit cards. She did everything with cash only from fraudulent checks. Wow. And how old was she at this point? You said she graduated Um, high school in
1: 2007. 2007. I gotta check. This is like, so she's like
0: early 20s when all this is happening. She's 30 right now. Okay. Okay. Oh, yeah.
1: In 2022.
0: In 20, yes, she's 30. Her birthday. Oh my gosh, her birthday's in three days. (gasps) Happy birthday. Well, I'll I'll wait. (laughs) I'll wait till I know what's going on. (laughs) So, So like, as I was looking into this episode, like I really wanted to know how she was falsifying bank checks and all these statements and how she wasn't caught for four years. Like it's ridiculous. So when I read about her process of how she was creating fake checks and bank statements It was, it like shook me because I was like, okay. So before I tell you how she did it, do you have any guesses?
1: I can't even, do you know, anytime I write a check, I still have to Google how to fill out a check. (laughs) So the fact that she knows how to do
0: all this stuff is mind boggling to me. She Googled a lot. So um, she did everything in Photoshop
1: oh she's a designer <laughs> hey we, we got some openings we got some openings yeah, right? she, I don't I don't know where she currently is but there's a business there's a business to
0: be made yeah um but like when I found out she did all of this in photoshop I was like how are people believing any of this but I guess she made it look that legit I don't know But um, for most of her time in New York, Anna stayed at a hotel in Soho called Eleven Howard. And while she lived there, she established herself as a really annoying but generous guest. She often tipped $100 in cash to any employee that would do like the smallest favor for her. And she eventually made friends with one of the hotel's employees. It was a woman named Nefatari Davis or Nef is what they called her for short. And according to Neff, Anna practically ran, like, 11 Howard, and she could get away with anything at that hotel because they just loved her, and she was just throwing money away at them. So, but Anna and Neff really developed this cool friendship, and they spent a lot of time together. Um, As I was doing research for this, I found a really nice article from The Cut, and it's, like, written, like, beautifully about Anna and Neff's relationship and, like, all the fraud that Anna would get into, so that's a plug to read that if, if you have time but um Neff said that the way that anna spent her money was that like she couldn't get rid of it fast enough like her hotel room was always filled with shopping bags she'd get luxurious massages and spa treatments like up to her room um she spent a lot of her money at clubs and like exclusive dinners and stuff like that and Neff would um like tag along with Anna to a lot of the parties that she would go to and she would meet like artists, musicians, athletes and celebrities and Neff said um, to the cut like when she was doing her interview with them that one of the social circles that they ran with included Macaulay Culkin. So like those are the types of people that like Anna was surrounding herself with by being a liar. Yeah. So um, as I was reading more about her it kind of blew my mind a little bit like how she could live this type of crazy lifestyle just by cashing fraudulent checks because like she lived in a hotel in New York City for $400 a night and she dressed head to toe and like designer everything and like did all of these crazy things like it was like hard for me to believe that she could do all of this just by paying cash all the time
1: and like when did she have time if she was always shopping doing all these things like when was she (laughs) in photoshop like doing or going to these banks and like where was she cashing these checks and stuff just like all over you said right
0: yeah it was like all over like I know I I don't think she ever went back to the same place twice because then they would know because I mean when you cash a fraudulent check like they don't know right away but if you go back and they recognize you like you're gonna be fucked but um (sighs) But it turns out that she wasn't just great at manipulating banks. She was also really good at financially manipulating people.
1: Oh God! So,
0: yeah. So Anna's like go-to scheme, which worked like every single time, was asking people that she was with to pay for her. So she would like ask her friends to put like vacations and meals and shopping trips all in their credit cards and say that she would pay them back. Um, But conveniently, she would always forget to pay them back. But like most of the time since she was hanging out with these rich people, they didn't care because they didn't think much of losing that money. Or like Anna would just throw cash out the next time that they were together, you know, so like it wasn't that big of a deal to them. Um, When she couldn't get away with using someone else's credit card or paying cash, she would give places fake credit card numbers and false contact details without the institution knowing they were fake until she was already gone. And she would put off paying her own bills by like faking wire transfers and then hopping hotel to hotel when things would get like weird, when they would question her about her bills. Interesting. I know, like so so nomadically, yeah. (laughs) If someone
1: had asked me to wire money, I have not the slightest clue on how to do that is that western union is that like i was i was
0: literally <laughs> just gonna say that's the only thing i know about wiring money is people use western union.
1: and like i'm just picture her going into those places it's like we buy gold and like we cash
0: checks yeah i don't know ah. it's just like i guess it's like an art form that's why they call them con artists yeah but um Anna also didn't just scam like New York City. She also traveled like all of the time and used the same scamming methods in different countries. Um, one of the most expensive trips that she took was to Morocco in 2017, where she scammed $62,000 out of her friend, Rachel Williams, who was a photo editor for Vanity Fair. So Anna booked this trip and it was about $7,000 a night. And she told Rachel that it was all expenses paid because, um, Rachel wasn't actually rich at all. Um, she was inviting Rachel on this trip to film a docu-series about her foundation, which was like all a front at this point. Like she wasn't, it was like the foundation wasn't a thing where at this yeah. point, um, she just wanted to scam people. So, um, Rachel told ABC News that Anna scammed her out of more money that she made in a year. Um, So Anna gave false credit card information to pay for the trip at the beginning, but on arrival at the hotel, um, they pre-authorized it, but then later realized that her credit card didn't work. So Rachel, like, offered all of her credit cards, like her personal credit cards, and then her corporate card as a backup, Um, like, knowing that she couldn't pay for it, but She didn't want to get, like, stranded in a foreign country because they couldn't pay a bill. So they put everything on Rachel's cards. She just wants a temper card. That
1: sounds like means to get fired.
0: When they got back, like, Rachel got the bill and realized that she spent over $60,000. So she asked Anna to pay her back. And Anna said... That she knew, like, later, she said she knew she didn't have the money to pay her back, but she told her she would anyway. And just, like, kind of ghosted her and stopped, like, wow. talking to her. Um, but, like, this was the beginning of, like, a downward spiral for Anna because her lies were, like, eventually catching up to her. Um, she actually got caught mm-hmm. in July of 2017, like, soon after her trip to Morocco, even though it was unrelated. Um, she got caught because she was splitting her time at two different hotels, the Beekman Hotel and the West New York Hotel, um, both at which she had like thousands of dollars in outstanding fees. And then she also had a $200 bill at a restaurant at a local hotel. So, um, she was arrested for theft because she couldn't pay any of her bills. Um, and then after her arraignment she fled New York city and went to California so she could try to run away from it. Wow. So after hearing about Anna's situation, like with the law and that there was theft involved, like Rachel was like, "Uh Oh, so she like went to police and explained her whole situation with what happened in Morocco to them. Um, and meanwhile, Anna like missed all of her court dates and like her hearings because she wasn't in Manhattan. She was in California. So, um, Police like had this idea to use Rachel to perform like a sting operation to arrest her, and they kind of staged it like an intervention, sort of like between Rachel and Anna because they were like on really bad terms at the time. And um, Rachel was asking her questions like, "Did you ever plan to pay the money back? Like, do you have a problem with money? Like, trying to like get as much info out of her as possible." Um, and they got enough to arrest her, so they brought her back to New York City in October of 2017. Um, and then she was held at Rikers Island for 19
1: months.
0: (laughs) (laughs) So, um, according to ABC news, Anna was offered a plea deal and that was three to nine years in prison. Um, and then that would resolve all criminal liability for her as well. But then she, she turned that down because she said, quote, I want to go to trial. I feel like it's the only way to tell my story. Yeah, a psycho. She's a psycho. (laughs) So just you wait. Um, In April of 2019, after two days of deliberation, Anna Sorokin was found guilty of eight charges. And they include grand larceny, attempted grand larceny and theft of services. And she was sent to four to 12 years in prison, a $24,000 fine, and $199,000 in restitution. So, like, to me, that's, like, not great because, like, four to 12 years and then a $24,000 fine, like, that's yeah, not enough to me. But um, even crazier than that, Anna was released from prison in February of 2021 after serving less than two years on good behavior. So in March of 2021, she was taken into custody by ICE because she was overstaying her visa and she was actually put in a New Jersey County jail. Oh, which county? I don't know. I don't know where. I couldn't oh. find it. I oh. have to like do more digging. But um, I hope it was the one right by our work. Imagine.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Imagine if
0: she was there this whole
1: time. Um, but teeny, of, tiny little windows you can see from the, <laughs> uh, the highway I'm sorry. Uh, as of
0: september <laughs> as of september 2021 she was still there like waiting to get deported back to germany um but the thing that's like yeah she wanted attention listen to this she sold the rights to her story to netflix Oh, so <laughs> on february 11th a year to the day she was released from prison, like in a couple weeks, Inventing Anna will be released on that streaming platform. Don't stream it. Nobody stream it. But <laughs> it's been de- okay, it's been developed by Shonda Rhimes. So I think it's gonna be really good. Come on, but like Sonda. it's I know. But it's also like very aggravating because like now she has she's gonna have all of this money from scamming. People out of money. So she's going to get what she always wanted, which is money. Yeah. I feel
1: as though Shonda should have said, I will make your story, but you have to use the funds to give it back to that nice lady who paid for your vacation. Yeah.
0: I was just going to ask, like, did she ever, was she ever like pushed to pay these people back? She already started to use the money that she's getting from Netflix to pay off, like, not her debts, but, like, her court fees and, like, stuff like that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, Rachel Williams, her friend that she scammed, also sold her story to HBO, and they're working on a oh. documentary about their relationship and, like, Anna's story. Okay, go I support like HBO. her instead.
1: Yeah. HBO's <laughs> yeah. will be better. Yeah,
0: HBO, yeah. <laughs> it's cheaper than Netflix because they just raised the freaking price again, I think. Oh.
1: That's cool. That's
0: nice. Um. Another thing that I want to mention is that, like because she wanted so much attention, Anna did a lot of interviews and talked to a lot of press while she was in jail because people found her story like so fascinating. And when I was reading about her time in jail, I found this quote that she said after like getting to know fellow inmates at Rikers Island. I don't she said do we want to hear it? <laughs> yeah, it's fine. it's fine. <laughs> I'm fine. Like, she did talk about, like, some of the other girls that were there, but this one was like that. So, she said, quote, there are a couple girls here who are here for financial crimes as well. This one girl, she's been stealing other people's identities. I didn't realize it was so easy. So, I found that super interesting because it sounds like, to me, she could do it again and she doesn't give a fuck about what she did.
1: Yeah. And she's not
0: sorry. So, like, I kept digging around to see if anybody like asked her about that. Like if she was sorry, if she regretted anything, she did blah, blah, blah. And then I found something from the New York times. And when the New York times talked to her the day after she was sentenced, she said, quote, the thing is, I'm not sorry. I'd be lying to you and to everyone else. And to myself, if I said, I was sorry for anything. Wow. Not surprised at all judging by this entire wow. story so there we are we have a, a girl who scammed so much money out of so many people and now she's gonna get paid buckets because people pay attention to her and like her story i am googling
1: images of her and her outfits at court frightened me one she looks like uh the manson killer people like the manson family Oh, another one. She looks like, um, like a librarian.
0: Yeah, I got the librarian vibes as well. I think she had to be, sh- she had to be strict of all her designer clothing at that point. I was gonna say, I was like, I thought she worked for fashion.
1: Yeah, She's got a snakeskin button-down mini dress on. One. I don't know. What? I'm scared of her.
0: Yeah, that. Yeah. That was scary. I mean, she definitely sounds like it. It could happen you know, again. I know.
1: She was doing it to people that she was like friends with. So it's like, oh, I like I got on vacation with some friends. Thankfully, they didn't ask me to cover the whole bill at the end. But yeah,
0: yeah. Like, how do you not care? It's so slimy. Like, I just ugh, it's just gross. It's just like, I can't imagine. So weird. I have never heard of that. Well, the world is going to hear about it in a couple of weeks when it gets released on Netflix. So you heard it here first. (laughs) Yeah. We got an exclusive at Dusty Chair Defectives.
1: That was good, Rebecca.
0: Thanks. That was something a little
1: different. Yeah. Yeah. I like that you always pick different ones.
0: Thanks. Good job. Goodbye. Goodbye. Bye. 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 See you next
1: time.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Resources for this episode include The Cut, ABC News, The New York Times, The Independent UK, BBC News, and Vogue.com. Death oh. Chair.